Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dork down for a while. Hey, folks. You're listening to The Dork Forest, or about to. The website's JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like determiners, FamilyPetAncestry.com, if you like jokes, because uh, that just leads you to JackieCation.com. Those are the websites. The credits, Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song. You just heard he sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. He'll sing the song at the end, his words to the Mexican hat dance. Patrick Brady fixes this audio. Vilmos fixes my website, JackieCation.com. There are several ways to support the show if you want to support the show. Most basic way, the PayPal button. Donate. Knock yourselves out. There's a PayPal button on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. You can also Venmo me at Jackie at JackieCation.com, where you can also email me and say things. Another way to support the show, pretty painless, the Amazon button. On both JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com, there's a link, a banner to the Amazon page where you just order like normal. Uh, doesn't cost you extra. It just supports the show. There is also merch, whole merch situation. You can get Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts. You can get Dork Forest t-shirts. You can get my stand-up comedy t-shirts. All the, com- all the t-shirts are union-made here in the United States of America. So they run a little big because they're made by Americans. There's also my CDs and my DVD. All of that is available uh, digitally as well. But if you want hard copies, you go to JackieCation.com, the merch page. Not available on the merch page are a couple of enamel pins that I haven't added to the merch page yet, and they are Meat Shield pins and Spooky Reading Girl pins. Email me, JackieJackieCation.com, if you want those pins. Um, there's also a calendar of my stand-up comedy, Golden Opportunity to See Me Live. And um, there are premium episodes of The Dork Forest, which are episodes that I've taped live, and they cost me a couple of bucks to make, so I charge you a couple of bucks for them. So if you've run through all of the free ones, go to thedorkforest.bandcamp.com and get a live premium episode if you'd like. The YouTube page is on fire. That's right. There's teaser clips on the Jackie Cation Dork Forest YouTube page, but there's also the entire episode, the whole episode of the Dork Forest are now uploaded to YouTube. So if you can't listen to iTunes or whatever at work, you can just have this on in the background with a beautiful picture of the guest and the logo. Enough already. I'm probably missing something, but let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to my cabin on the Joko Cruise. I am talking to the first of many sea monkeys who need to be recognized and, and lauded and called dorks to their face. Aw, thank you. Welcome to the Dork Forest, Kendra Ziswick. Thank you. Uh, you are at Ginger Blivet mm-hmm. on the Twitter, G-I-N-G-E-R-B-L-I-V-E-T. Mm-hmm. And you have a podcast yourself entirely about the television program. Charmed. Entirely about Charmed, except when we go on tangents related to the particular episode we're covering. Oh, right, because uh, there's things are being addressed in uh, in Charmed. Oh, yeah. That could also affect your personal life or or, or, or you could weed off onto. Is that what I'm hearing? Um, uh, I yeah, like- some, of th- some of that also like wiki tangents, like they mention a they have a reference that we then explain because the. The show is now like 20 years old. Right. Yeah, like 92, right? Or 90? uh, 98. 98. Yes. Started 19, in 98, went 98. for eight seasons. Oh my God. I know, right? Six. No one remembers like the last two. No. I barely remember the last one. 
Wow, and you have a podcast about it. So well, yes. you are in how many how many episodes of Charmed Chats Pod are there? Thus far, we are uh, in the beginning ten of season three, I believe. I think three oh five was just released. Don't okay. quote me on that. We and had how, to move to a bi-weekly schedule. Okay. And so how many... So there's probably 20 episodes a season or... Uh, about 20, 22. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. And do you essentially follow an episode? Are you essentially watching an episode and then doing a pod about it? Oh, we get real pedantic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, so you are three seasons into three seasons of Charmed. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well... This is perfect for me, Jackie Cation, oh, great. because I love the first three seasons of Charmed. That's excellent. The first season is my co-host's favorite season. Cat. Yes, her name is Cat. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's Kendra Zeswick, you guys, and Cat, and they have a podcast called Charmed Chats Pod. And Charmed Chats Pod. Charms. Oh, wow. Charmed Chats Pod. That is a tongue <laughs> twister. And so we're on the You should hear the theme song. Right, uh, we're on the Joko cruise, by the way, and um, and we're it's late at night, but we're doing this. We're doing this because uh, mm-hmm. well, I think this is going to be great. It's going to be oh my god! I didn't ever did an episode of Hotel Art. Yeah, look at that. I know, right? There's actual art. Yeah, I keep seeing it in the mirror and thinking that looks remarkably like a swan and not a terrine or whatever the word for that right, is. It's some sort of picture, and then oh, like a plant. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll post a picture of this later in life, you guys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in other news, Charmed. Charmed. What <laughs> can we say about Charmed other than, oh my God. Oh my God. First of all, I love it. Yeah. Who's, okay, Alyssa Milano. Yes. Who is on fire on Twitter, by the way. Actually, all of them are. Are they? Pretty much. Um, Alyssa's probably the most... Outspoken? Um, mm, frequent poster, I okay. would say. Uh, but Holly Marie Combs yeah. does some good shit. Okay. Uh Rose McGowan is an extremely opinionated woman. Yep. And her tendency is to get louder whenever she gets negative feedback, okay. which could be, you know, depending on who's giving it for what reason, could be good, could be not. It's her style. Yeah. And I can appreciate that. What about, uh, uh, what Shannon? about fucked up eye? Yeah. Oh. Her eye's slightly fucked up. Oh. I never noticed that. Well, her, it's not, it's just she's asymmetrical. So whenever you oh, see okay. how she's shot. Like one of her eyes. Okay, is now I'm going to have to notice this every episode. Right, I'm so sorry, uh, but um, she's. Uh, I've always loved her ever yeah. since Melrose. Uh, I've, I've I've been on board. Mm-hmm. Um, From what I know, her because uh, she's got Shannon cancer. Doherty. I believe she has breast cancer, and I think that fight is going pretty well for her. Good, um, based on what I'm seeing on Twitter, because she decided to do a bit part in the new Heather's. <gasps> There's a reboot of Heather's. Yeah, Not broken. Can I just say that out loud? Mm-hmm. Heather's not broken. Nah, no need to do it again. No. Same with the, the movie Overboard, which is almost impossible to recreate. I know. Uh, how great that shitty movie. And yet Anna Ferris and company are gonna try in, to, in the throes of attempting it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say anything bad about the actors in it because, you know, it's no, a no. job. Right, right. Steady work. And everybody's yeah. got their, their mortgage. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I don't know. Overboard's one of my favorite shitty movies of all times. And um, you can't... Things have changed. Rich people have changed. Yep. And so have mini golf. Yeah. Mini golf has changed. Yes. Mini golf has changed So I don't a know lot. how 
you're going to do the rich people thing or the mini golf thing. And I think both are equally equally important in the movie Overboard. Probably. I think Ghost Ship is probably my favorite shitty movie. Ghost Ship? Yeah. It's, uh, I'm it just getting it mixed on... up with Ghost Dad, which nobody <laughs> should ever watch again. No, never. <laughs> um, no, it was... Ghost, who's that? It, it just came on late at night on Spike a bunch, and so sure. I kept seeing it. Uh-huh. And it's basically this Good. haunted ship that people go investigate because they're trying to raise it for like money or some shit. And um, it's haunted by this evil spirit who killed all of the people who were on board back in like the 30s or something. Sure. Because they were all horrible, horrible people. Oh. And, oh, it gets graphic. So it's a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a horror movie. And it's called Ghost Ship. Yeah. It sounds lighter than that. <laughs> it's anyone? such a generic name, though. Is anyone in it? Anyone famous that... Uh, Dabby oh, Coleman? Anything? I know. Okay. It's, uh, I, it, it's, it's like a C movie. Okay. That just happened to be watchable. And so they kept putting it on and putting Mm -hmm. it on. Mm -hmm. They must maybe it's in the public domain. So it was free. Mayhaps. Uh, High Spirits is the, is the movie that I saw 26 times when I worked at the Odeon West End in Los, in uh, London in 1989. What's that one about? Oh, listen to this cast. Steve Gutenberg. Yes. Morgan Fairchild. Daryl Hannah. Okay. Liam Neeson. Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole owns a Scottish castle. He is not Scottish. Steve Gutenberg, Morgan Fairchild, are uh, fiancés that are come to visit to see a haunted castle. Peter O'Toole is going to pretend his castle is haunted. Guess what happens? Real ghosts show up. Daryl Hannah, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson steals the movie. Nobody knows who the hell he is. We're talking 1989 here. Oh, wow. And um, Liam Neeson, I saw that movie 26 times. And every time I would just sit there and wait for Liam Neeson to show up. I have not seen it since 1989, have not truly missed it. But for some reason it came up today here on the ship. Yes. Because weird things will come up today when you're sitting around talking to people on the Joko cruise. Oh, always. (laughs) You have no idea how weird and insular this entire thing is. Uh, There's a, a woman, Cece, who is getting someone to teach her how to make her own ukulele. Oh my gosh! And she she hit me up for like general like construction tips. Well, because Kendra Zeswick, people should know your day job, your job job is fixing stringed instruments. Yes. What does that include? Does that like do you just like nail on an extra piece of wood? Oh, we never use nails. Why would you use nails? That no. would affect the tone. That well, for one thing, they slip out. <laughs> right, nails. Uh, because the thing about instruments is that they vibrate so that's really bad for nails yeah that'd be bad yeah i um, knew that you didn't use nails. <laughs> i thought i would just suggest nails because i thought it'd that's be fair. wacky um oh oh the parents might use nails has that happened uh yeah we've had uh all manner of parent are you, are you repairs. F- fixing rented yes, instruments is that, that is what's what happening? i do okay so that pe- is my department my sister uh played the violin and I played the viola. Mm-hmm. And then I quit the viola. And my sister said, what? We can quit? <laughs> Hilarious. A year and a half later. Yeah. And uh, she was like, well, now I'm good at violin and I like it. So she stuck it out and uh, then learned nine other instruments because I switched to wind instruments. And she was like, well, give it to me. She's a year and a half. 
Uh, yeah, she and I would get along very much. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I will not. I will not give you the list of all the instruments at my home, but just so you know, it includes five recorders. Oh, five different uh, recorders. Are they distinct? Three of them are soprano. Okay. Then there's a sopranino, which is tiny dude, and an alto. Like a piccolo recorder? Is kind of, but not as annoying as a piccolo. You won't want to shoot me when I'm playing it. <laughs> Tweet. Yes. Anyway. Um, they will actually be in tune with each other. Oh, fair Is enough. what I am saying. And Farrakhan. Yes. Let us talk briefly about the television program Charmed. Yes, let us. For we are ten minutes into this program, yep. and it's weird. It's... This see, this is honestly what half of the podcast is like. It's just Charm tangents chats. all the way yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, because you weed off, and then it's all of tangents, sudden- and then it's like a minute by minute play, and then um, my co-host spends a bunch of time ex- like describing the outfits because oh She's man, not wrong. The wardrobe on the show, not wrong. Yeah, okay. So what I liked, Alyssa, what I liked, Shannon Doherty, uh, Holly Marie Combs, Alyssa Milano, mm-hmm. Shannon Doherty. Responsible but grumpy. Yes. Holly Marie Combs, super middle child. Super middle child. Alyssa Milano, tough, tough uh, rebel. Come back to find tough, out. Tough, horny rebel. Yes. Tough, horny rebel coming back. They're all essentially charmed, is essentially sex in the city, uh, 1980s, 1990s style. But family and with magic. Family and magic. Yeah. Right, which means it was better. I yes. guess it was inspired by Practical Magic, which is my favorite fucking movie ever. Just saw it last year. Uh-huh. And guess what? Still holds up. It really does. And it's really good. Oh, my God. So I have a slight obsession also with Alan Silvestri uh, soundtracks. Okay. That's one of them. That's how I got into it. Other one is Forrest Gump. The last one, Avengers, which did, is not something you would think. He did uh, Practical Magic. Mm-hmm. The terrible, soul-crushing movie, Forrest Gump. Yes. That uh, if you were of a certain age, you could like it, much like mm-hmm. the prequels in Star Wars. That feather theme there, that's him. Sure, that's him. And then the first Avengers, Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. team building, yep. shawarma. I believe he also did Captain America. Winter Soldier? No, the first one. So, oh, first Avengers. Yes. Got it. So what uh, What do you like about that? Uh, the, the music in Charmed? Um, Is it well, orchestral? Well, no, that was the music in Practical Magic. Oh, Practical Magic, that's right. Who but does no. the music in Charmed? Um, honestly, I'm having trouble remembering, if Fair only enough. because they rarely use diegetic music. Oh, right, because Holly Marie Combs owns a, a dance club. Oh, does and she? So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, from season she, two. From season two, and then there'll be, uh, it was a great way to get P3. local LA P3, that's it. And briefly, The Spot. The spot. In season four. Wow. Okay. We got to back up. People people don't remember this show. No. I barely More people remember. remember the show than you'd think, though. Yeah. I barely remember this show. So they are sisters. Mm-hmm. They live in San Francisco. They live in San Francisco. In a house that could no longer be afforded. It couldn't have been affordable then. Right. But it's they weird. had it for the- generations. Yeah. Since since they were baby witches. Since probably around the 1906 earthquake? Yes, possibly before. Possibly before. Maybe it survived the earthquake. Yeah. They are seasters. Uh, Shannon Doherty works with uh, antiques, if I remember correctly. Yes. The beginning of the show, she is a an appraiser at Buckland's. Holly Marie Combs is a chef. Sue chef. She's trying to be, I believe. Right. Uh, Alyssa Milano uh, is unemployed yeah, and almost unemployable. Quite. 
Yes. So what do we what do we love about this dynamic? Mostly we just love that they they already feel like they've been sisters when they're coming into this show. They already have like a really good It is dynamic. a great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Even with them switching the shooting order and the showing order of the show, because certain episodes are just aired out of order and then that's the taken order. So sometimes the sister dynamics go a little bit backwards, like okay. right at the beginning. But they they feel like sisters. Yeah, they really do. Uh-huh. They bicker like sisters. They bicker, they have they have the good energy, and it's sort of empowering. It always felt like a lot of they were all three strong in different ways. Yes. So it was kind of cool. Uh-huh. But they were all a kind of a mess in different ways, too. They really were. <laughs> <laughs> um Especially with regards to hair. How so? Well, okay. This is probably very telling, but I can pretty much look at a screenshot of whatever anyone's hair is doing and tell you at least what season, maybe what episode. So this is with anyone's hair. All like Holly Even the cop? No, no, it's Daryl. Okay. I can tell you based on what his weight is doing, what season we're in. Okay. Um, unfortunately. Right, because he went up and down. A little bit. Um, probably Leo as well. They're white lighter. Right. But no. Um, Piper, Phoebe, Prue, and Paige. I can probably get a reasonable ballpark on what episode that is from. Mm-hmm. What does the hair look like? Oh, fantastic. But also a mess, because sometimes they'll do really weird shit to it. Um, I really enjoy, for example, Holly's uh, trend with the like leather cuffs that go on the ponytail. That was really fun. What? Yes. One ponytail? Like or one two. braid? It could have been. It, it sometimes was two, and then she'd have like, the little tendrils. It was always very of-the-moment hair. Oh, like, like and the, the clothes most fashionable hair also in the very world? of the moment. Yes, and there was some sort of weird like end cuff, like you do on horses. Not even end cuff; it would span the entire length, like a shoelace that was wrapped around no, it. No, not a shoelace; a leather cuff. They still sell these. My co-host has one. J- jamming hair into like a sh- it, like, like, a, like a quiver. Yes, a quiver, a hair quiver, hair quiver, hair quiver. Also, That's- bun cage. There's a bun cage at one point. <laughs> Button cage? Bun cage. Like, oh, bun. Oh, oh, I remember that. Yeah. That was some netting, if I remember correctly. Was Maybe. it netting? I forget. Uh, all I know is my co-host has one. She brought it in to show me after we discussed this. Does Kat have long hair? Yes, she does. And it is cobalt blue right now. At this time? Yes. Uh, she's working with uh, some blue hair, and she owns a hair quiver. Yes. And she owns... And a bun cage. And a bun cage. Yes. Have you, has she, have you seen her using these items? Yes. Okay. I kind of want to see a hair quiver now. I know, right? First season? Um, no, that would have been more season three and onward for Piper. Uh, probably four, more likely. Maybe that was more when she was know. getting into her own. Um, right. Because I do also love the, the growth, the emotional growth that everyone goes through. Because Prue turns from prissy little... I'm the big sister, you must listen to me all the time, to honestly kind of a loose cannon by the end of season three. Yeah. Like, really loose. Like, when she gets her extra powers. Uh, that, yeah, but that was in season two. Okay. Um, sorry, I, I do not mean to act like I'm correcting you. 
No, no, pl- okay. but uh, feel free to. Uh, okay. Somebody had to. Cur- uh, I get Billy Idol and David Bowie mixed up. So <laughs> right, yeah. know in your heart uh, that I am born to be corrected, especially on this program. Mm-hmm. Because here's what it's I remember: better than being born to run. Monster of the week, usually, right? Often, yes. And then small arcs until later in the season when they had the baby and the see when the baby that jumped the shark for me. The baby. That's fair. It's uh, but I love Monster of the Week because it felt like Buffy. Uh huh. Buffy though did have actual season arcs. Mm-hmm. Charmed didn't really have that. Although they usually talk tack on some kind of convoluted like insert evil group name here. Right. They did have evil because group first name. it was the tri- like the council, and then for one episode, and then it was the triad, and then it was the source, and then it was. Is that all the God first season? Who. Um, no, no, that was season one, two, three-ish. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the bad guys. Mm-hmm. So they're fighting, it was the council first, is that right? For, like one episode they mentioned it, yeah. And who are the council? Oh, they were just It was the- mentioned and then dropped. Huh. In like the last episode of season one, and then they <laughs> come back into season two, and it's the triad now. Okay. And they're, they are these lovely dudes in these great crushed velvet yellow hooded robes with double circled pentacles on the back was leo what was leo he was a white lighter white lighter um first they were jumping around a lot if you've never seen this program feel free uh to uh, get the show i believe it's on netflix it is on netflix and they lost the copyrights to all of the music therein that was not played live on the show so have fun with that Oh yeah, the it's not going to be distracting because it can't possibly matter. Don't worry about it. Mm. They just removed the lyrics from the opening theme. Oh, there you go. And then switched everything else out. So unless it's like the Goo Goo Dolls, yeah, because that was the other thing. They had live music on there, kind of like Buffy as well. So like, okay, yeah, in the club, mm-hmm. it's always mm-hmm. good to have a club thing because right, then you can have the live music. Then you can have live music and you can book bands that need work in Los Angeles. Is Absolutely, what is happening there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was mostly like. Like a, a warlock would show up, and then they would warlock, vanquish him. Demon, demons, otherwise boogeyman, right? And I mean, yes, Buffy the Vampire Slayer had more of a boss battle fight to it, yeah. more of an arc. This was more Monster of the Week with smaller arcs. Yeah, if if anything, like there was a couple. Were there any like two parters? I'm struggling to remember. Okay. Um. I believe the longest they had, like, a single big bad was The Source. Okay. And that went through from about season three through to the end of season four. But the thing they did was they effectively killed The Source in the middle of that Mm -hmm. and switched The Source to being someone in the show that you knew. And so it was the process of, like, realizing, oh, he's the problem. Wait, is that when the... Was the source the owners of Buckland? Oh, no, no. That was Rex and Hannah. They died quickly. <laughs> Did they? Did they die in the first they season? They died very quickly. In the first season? Yes. Not even anywhere near the Did season. Did Angel kill finale. them? Who killed them? <laughs> um, they technically killed each other. Okay. Uh, Rex blackmailed the girls into giving up their powers into a teeny little lantern. Okay. And then when the girls brought it to... The auction house, uh, I believe Leo at home was healing the Book of Shadows, which okay. somehow fixed 
everything. Right. The powers went back into them. They froze everything. And then Hannah, who had turned into a panther, killed Rex. And then she got ate by fire from the floor. Okay. Because evil did not like that they had failed yet again. Yet again. Yet again. Because they were just tools of evil. They really were. Right? <laughs> they were certainly tools. They were, oh, my God. Especially Rex. They were just freaking... And that hair, that floppy, like, Hugh Grant knockoff hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was your... Uh, now, the outfits I don't remember either. Okay. There's one from episode three of season one... Okay. ...that I will describe to you thusly. Yes, please. Cable knit. Mm-hmm. Tube top. Wait, together? Cable knit. Wait, there's more. Hoodie pocket. With matching sweater. I am not kidding. Wait, are we talking about a cable knit sweater tube top? Yes, with a hoodie pocket. With a hoodie pocket that has like a, sweater a muffy, that goes over a it. muff kind of thing, where, you, where uh-huh. there's no pocket that your hands meet in the middle. Uh huh. Like a like a sweatshirt. Uh huh. What's happening? And it's then, the '90s. It is the '90s. And this was Prue oh, wearing it. Oh, Prue's wearing. Oh my right? god! Because there was a lot of sit-ups in Shannon Doherty's life, so they had to show her midriff. And so she's wearing a hoodie, a hooded cable knit tube top. With the hood is on the sweater. The hood's oh, the, which is wearing over the. Okay, so which she, is why it took me twenty minutes to notice that it was a tube top with a hoodie pocket. Wow, that is a lot. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Shannon Doherty's character never had exactly one work appropriate outfit the entire time she was working at Buckland's, <laughs> and it was to. Do an estate sale for some poor bereaved woman. Right. That was it. She had Everything m- else was completely work appropriate. She showed up to work in a legitimate, like, corset shirt type thing. Like, it wasn't an actual corset, but it looked, like, corsety. Right, that was sort of that, that mm-hmm. the thing that happens now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was see-through. We literally will point out if they're not wearing a bra because it's that obvious. Wow. Uh-huh. Free nipples, you guys. So free. So get out there if you've always wondered what the nipples of three very mm-hmm. young, attractive actresses looked like in the late very. 90s. Yes. Knock yourself out. Uh-huh. The outfits tend to get better as it goes on. My ad, my ad, my ad. We're about to do an ad. Hey, guys. It's Jackie Cation. And today's ad is for Secret Deodorant. It's a new active deodorant for women made by Secret. Remember Secret? It's a secret. Here's the thing about the secret is that it uses sweat activated technology. So it's odor neutralizing molecules to trap odor, lock it away, replaces it with a fragrance. That's right. I looked into the ingredients in this thing and it's good. So I'm looking forward to use it. I myself do not work out. It could be fitness, but it doesn't have to be because most of us are moving around during the day at some point doing something. I hope so. At the very least, just can go get a cup of coffee. Really? All right. I'm not active myself, but I still need a good deodorant because on stage, I tend to sweat a lot. So if your heart rate goes up, Secret Active is designed with long-lasting scents, which provides a constant reassurance that it's working so that you don't have to reapply the deodorant every time your heart rate goes up. Buy some. You could pick some up today at your local retailer. Uh, Secret, Secret Active is the new deodorant, and you should buy some. Now, let's get back into the show. Because um, their characters change and they become more powerful kind of as people, too, right? Very true. So and the caricatures, Shannon Doherty, Prissy, and um, and Bossy, and all about responsibility. Holly Marie Combs, I've always thought of her as super responsible. 
kind of the mediator, a little anxiety, a little bit of ball of anxiety. Initially. Initially, yes. Right. And then, and then, um, and then she turns into. Big boss lady. Kind of a badass. Oh, such a badass. And kind of a mom. Because she's an actual mom yeah. at some point. And then, um, and then Alyssa Milano sort of becomes this powerhouse. You know who I always think looks like Alyssa Milano? today is the woman who plays Quake on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ah, yes, Chloe Bennett. Chloe Bennett has sort of that same dark-haired, very pretty a little bit, actress yeah. looking. Yeah. To her. And I, they might have the same frame. They might have the same body type. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, I was like, oh, that's Alyssa Milano. And I was like, no, 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 she's now 40 or whatever. And uh, she'd probably uh, be inappropriately booked as that woman's mom. Probably. Yeah. Holly, Holly's now doing mom roles. Is Holly? She was on uh, Pretty Little Liars. Oh, which I accidentally yeah. had to watch because I was on a podcast called Pretty Little Liars. Oh, Pretty Little Podcast. Oh, okay. which was an amazing podcast, but I had never seen the program. <laughs> so we watched an episode of Pretty Little Liars. They bought me dinner. We sat. We watched an episode, and then it was like a two, a two, two and a half hour uh, production. Wow! Because you would sit with your dinner. That they were like, "What would you like?" Here are several menu options. And he also gave me that great, I have, he gave me a trinket in my Harry Potter nesting doll uh, swag bag, which is a, I love me it. It's carrying a, a purse. Oh, that's beautiful. Right, it's got all the different that's Harry gorgeous. Potters. It's, it's literally Harry Potter nesting dolls, guys. Yes, it is, with different uh, outfits. With different outfits. Oh, for, one for each book. year. One for each Yes. Book. Yes. That's perfect. It's adorable. Yes. So we've waited off again. Mm-hmm. It'll happen. We always do. So, uh, <laughs> the, uh, what I, okay. So, first three seasons. When does Shannon Doherty leave? Season four? Season, end of season three. And that's right. That's uh-huh. why I like the, she even tried- though I like Rose McGowan. Mm-hmm. Oh, she does a great job on that. Honestly, I think that was some of her best work. Though I'm admittedly not familiar with all of it. Right. Like, I remember. A couple, I loved her on I remember, it. The, I, can't remember, I remember this Lifetime done. movie she did where she was like a devil child. Trying to seduce an older man. When like, she was younger? Yeah. Okay. I think it was right before, or maybe a couple of years before she jumped. I think it was, did she do Scream? I don't know. Am I remembering yeah, that? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I think it was in between that and Charmed. Okay. Um, so, so at the end of season three, Shannon Doherty, I believe, dies. Spoiler Prue, alert, Prue you guys. dies. Prue dies. Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty, still living. Yes. Turns out, fighting cancer, doing a great job. Yes. Okay, in other news, sorry, the character Prue dies. Yeah, uh, Shannon tried to leave at the end of season two, but they had her for three years in her contract. They would not let her go. It's uh, the, the Harvey Weinstein of television. That was the guy. Aaron Spelling? Oh, yes, Aaron Spelling. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, Aaron Spelling's probably a creep. Mm-hmm. And I believe uh, Constance Burge also left around season two. Okay. Maybe somewhere in season three. Who's Constance Burge? She's the one who created the show. Oh, okay. Constance M. Burge. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you spell Burge? B-U-R-G. Like okay. Burge, but with a B. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a voiced consonant. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Kendra Zeswick, you guys. It's at Ginger Blivet, by the way. B-L-I-V-E-T. Ginger being spelled like ginger. Uh-huh. And, That's uh, me on all the platforms. Uh, Charmed Chats Pod. Um, I kind of want to go through... I mean, this is this is just going to be just sort of an overview mm-hmm. of what is then re-examined through what is clearly approximately sixty episodes of um, well, thus of far Charm probably Chats. only about forty-five. Forty-five episodes. Yeah. Now's the time to get in, guys. Ground mm-hmm. floor, ground floor of the Charm Chat. 
and uh, it gets long, it gets pedantic. Oh, that's perfect. Really? Do you know what that is? It's a real clock eater when you're driving to work. I know, right? So who doesn't want that, especially when you're talking about Charmed? Mm -hmm. So what? Here's, Here's what I want. I want your favorite monster of the week of the first two, three seasons. Oh, the first three seasons. Who, who's your favorite Shit. bad guy? Shit. Now Is I it pick? I'm yeah. bad at making lists. Okay, well, pick a couple. It's okay. Okay, well, first of all, Jeremy is Piper's fiance in the first episode. The first episode fucking ever. Turns out he's a warlock. Oh. And then they try to vanquish him. That is the word they constantly use throughout the series, vanquish. They're going to vanquish him. They're going to vanquish him. All they right. try to vanquish him. They say a spell. Mm-hmm. And it does not kill him. Instead, what it does is make him sprout thorns oh, all over. Him, it makes him all into through a, his cable knit sweater. He also cable knit. There's a lot of cable knit in the first couple seasons. Do you think that uh, that uh, there was some knitting? Aaron Spelling liked uh, possibly a wool. I don't know. I think it was just the style because Holly was also wearing a lot of short sleeve or sleeveless turtlenecks. Oh, or yeah. mock turtlenecks, and I the hate mo- them. The mock turtleneck, very... I, I love a mock turtleneck much more than a regular turtleneck. Regular turtleneck uh, kind of crouches, just gets real real, real, mm-hmm. real real, tight on my neck. I just don't think they're very flattering for anyone. No? All right. They're probably... I'm, I'll look again. I'm so glad those, that season the, three they stop. Well, here's the thing about those three people, is they literally could be wearing a potato sack, and you're like, those are some good-looking people. I think at one point they were. Wearing potato sacks? Oh, wait, when they, did they go back to Salem at all in the first one or two seasons? Um, third. Third season was that the first time they... third season episode three or four. They go back to Salem. Yes, time they travel. get taken back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they get they, to meet their first... They get first to wear lovely, lovely little, like... Pinafores and... Bodices and shit. And, and, and like, crinoline or... Oh, they don't wear the hats. Or, they don't wear the hats? They don't wear the hats. Alyssa, 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 who is blonde in this season, gets a lovely French braid. Oh, nice. Uh huh. Holly is down. Shannon is down. Um, it's really funny because right before they get transported, they're all wearing like witchy costumes because it's Halloween. Oh, right. Uh huh. And Shannon's like Halloween some kind episode. of fairy witch, and she's got like glitter all over the all over her face. Yeah. And Holly is Glinda. Oh, Glinda the Good Witch yep. from Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. with the strawberry blonde wig. Okay. Because that's apparently more accurate somehow. I forget. Right. Uh, um, even though, what do we know? Yeah, and then uh, Alyssa is, I want to call her Booberella because that's what she looks like. <laughs> um, I think Boobarella? it starts with an E. Okay. Uh, but Esmeralda? No. N- no, no, like witch with lots of cleavage and oh, okay. black, wi- black mullet wig. Like Elvira? Yes, that's the one. Okay, who is like a monster. Uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's it was apparently still. a protest statement, according to Phoebe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All the right. character, not... The, oh, right. Yeah. She was protesting. Yes. She was like, let's let's embrace it, but also make it sexy. Yes. That and, kind of and thing. And Prue was very impressed that she could protest and show cleavage all at once. Yes. It's uh, good for them. Yeah, the, I like their sniping on each other, too. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's pretty... We like to point out any cute sister moments that, that happened between them, because there are, there are a lot... And sometimes it'll just be as simple as, like, you stole my boyfriend. Yeah, I kind of did, didn't I? <laughs> and uh, you're like, what? How How were you raised that you thought that that would be okay? Anyway, um, it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, then, of course, 
Shannon leaves. They have to continue the show. Right. Find uh, a third ca- sister. They can't just end it because nothing's done. Right. And they bring in Paige, played by Rose McGowan. Right. And they have to retcon basically half of the family history because the entire family history is that they were born, their mom died. Yeah. And they were raised by their grandmother. Yes. Who they call Grams. Yep. Who, um, well, I forget who she's played by, but... But she comes back as a ghost all the time. Oh, yeah. And she's a classic and the mom actress. Is, the mom is played by Finola Hughes. Okay. Um, and so they have to retcon it saying that the mom was having an affair with her white lighter, which, granted, we had already known, but we had not known about the pregnancy. Right. And the thing about Charmed is they cannot decide when the girls were born. They oh. cannot do that. They cannot. They keep changing it. Oh, do they actually change it? Like More dates? like they forget when it was. Like, and nobody wrote it down or checks, wants to check an old script? I think the set dates happen somewhere in season three or something. Okay. Or possibly once Prue has a gravestone. Right. In a mausoleum. <laughs> I think that's so. literally set in stone, and so they have to keep that one. Yeah. Yeah, they but do. other than that, it's kind of flexible. And Prue's supposed to be the oldest. And mm-hmm. she, what's she supposed to be, 25? Um, 28, I want to say. 28? Because she's supposed to be born in 1970. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and then she's they born... Keep, they keep changing, like, how old the girls were when their mom died. Like, at first... I in, do that. I, in, I change it all the time. What year my mom died? What? Yeah. That'd be weird. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, my mom died when I was... Uh, I had just turned eight. Oh, wow. Uh, but was it when I just turned seven? We don't know. It was all I remember is that it was right around my birthday. Oh. And I thought that she was, uh, that I was seven and she was 33. But it turns out, I believe I was eight and she was 34. Okay. Uh, ruining my joke about when she died and her being the age of Christ. And my father was like, which is on my new album. And uh, my dad was like, you know, she actually had had her birthday eight days before. And I said, well, she wouldn't have wanted that joke not to work, Dad. Anyway, um, so, so, so if, if Shannon Doherty was, uh, if Prue was born. 1970. Prue, 1970. When was, when was uh, Piper born? Supposedly uh, two to three years later. Would have been like 73. Uh-huh. And then, um, what's Alyssa Milano? Phoebe. Phoebe, that's Would've right. Would have been about 75. That's right. And okay. then their mom is supposed to have died in like 77. Okay, so then Paige would have had to have born in, like, 76. Mm, more like 77. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Pa- but, maybe she was, maybe that's what killed her. Yeah. And, uh... You remember that episode where they go back in time to the 70s? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, uh, the actors who play Little Prune and Little Piper mm-hmm. are supposed to be about five and about three, two or three. They're not. No, the the actress who well, they don't even look that age. Like the actress playing Prue is about seven, and the actress playing uh, Piper is about five. But she's a very small five. Okay, very cute little pigtails, Aww. little overalls, adorbs, very adorbs, super cute. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to go back and look at see how cute they were when they yeah. were kids? That's why they love that seventies mm-hmm. episode. You know, what I love going back in time and seeing Rose McGowan wearing braces. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, with a beeper because nineties. She had a beeper. She had a beeper in the episode where she traveled back in time to see how her adoptive parents died. Oh, which was bad. Great. FYI. 
And that's why she, it was in a car accident. It was in a car accident. She that she lived orbed through. out, which is the term yes. when white lighters do shit and travel. Right, because she's half white lighter. Yes, white lighter. Yeah, she's half white lighter, half witch. Uh-huh. Which was uh, frowned upon. It, mm-hmm. was a, it was a mixed marriage of, of, uh, of not okayness. Yep. It which was... is why they didn't want Leo and uh, Piper to get together. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, currently we're watching through the bit where Piper and Leo are kind of on probation is what they call it. And there was the really fun episode where Piper is afraid to have sex because she thinks the powers that be are watching. Right. And mm-hmm. instead of her thinking that would be sexy times. Yeah. And uh, so interesting. So yeah. Leo's like, no, they're not watching. Uh-huh. You sure they're not watching? But he's a white lighter, so he was... Um, he's trying to be supportive. He's like, they're totally not watching. They're totally not watching, but they keep calling him away anyway. Yeah. So uh-huh. they're watching. Three's a pattern. And yeah, it happens pattern. three times. So every episode, every season, first season, was there a Halloween episode? No, that was third season. So the first Halloween episode doesn't happen till the third season. That's them leaving money There's, on the table. They kind of do some type of stuff. Um, they have a Friday the 13th. Oh, Barbus. That's my favorite. I just remember who it was. The, the, your bad guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the guy who shows up on the Friday the 13th. Because okay. he's the demon of fear. Oh. Uh-huh. Right. And, and that's the episode where Phoebe had not one single wardrobe change. The whole episode. The whole episode, which was monumental. That was an amazing episode. Mm-hmm. She Is that wore, first season? Yes, first season. Not the 13th episode. We might have been the 13th episode. I kind of forget. But, right. Um, yeah. And he comes back in other seasons, doesn't he? Don't they banish him? Yeah, he comes him? back in season two. Okay. Yeah. So they banish him, right? Yes, they banish him. Back to back to hell or whatever or what, wherever or whatever. demons of fear are being kept. Yeah, at this time, I, I guess there's some kind of like cosmic confluence where he can only arrive on the like the the thirteenth, yeah, of- thousandth, whatever. You know, you pick an alignment, any alignment. Right, right. <laughs> it's uh, whatever the cosmos right. is fucking doing. Who knows? Right, and then okay. So why is he your favorite? He just has so much panache. The actor. The actor. Kind of nails he it. He does this really great, like, sniffy thing that I just think is excellent character work. Can you do an impression? He, like, waves his hand in front of his <laughs> face, and a shadow passes in front of the subject's face. Ah. And then he reads your fear on his palm like he's written it as though it is your number. Aha. Uh-huh. So he's got your number. Wow. Mm-hmm. Tried to drown Prue twice. Because she's afraid of drowning, because that's how mom died. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mom died at the at the lake. At the lake, and there was a monster in the lake. There was a monster in the lake, and honestly, I don't know how they knew she was killed by a demon because they did not know about magic prior to getting their powers. Oh yeah, that's the other premise of the show. They didn't know up until like the first episode, right? Because they because uh, Grams mm-hmm. had some sort of put like a forget spell on. Uh, she bound their powers. That was it, and that ended when she died. Apparently, according to Jeremy, killed or pushed or something. I, she fell down the stairs. Old lady fell down the stairs. She fell down the stairs, and then I guess Jeremy took credit for her like dying in the hospital or some shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was not a nice man. No, no. No. And he came back at the beginning of season two because they had that D 
demon Abraxas, who was literally reading the Book of Shadows backwards, li- entirely backwards, like, okay. um, in order to undo all the work that they had done. So we get a lovely, like, flashback of every one that they've killed. Right. So, uh, oh, because if he reads it backwards, it uh, it removes the spell. Yeah, it unravels all of the stuff. Oh, interesting. And I, and now knowing what goes into the prop making of that book and how many errors there are that you can just see on camera. Yeah, reading that backwards, you would have gotten through a heck of a lot because it's a very thick book. Yeah. In order to make it thick, uh, they often put in repeat pages. Okay. And you can see this a bunch of times because. Despite the girls constantly reading this book, they can never find what they're looking for. No, no, they're always... They can never find it. And occasionally, Grams will, like, flip it herself from the beyond. Yes. Which is always fun. Or one time, Mom did it and then wrote in it. Oh, that's right. Uh Mm Uh-huh. But... You'll, you'll see on camera, they'll be talking about trying to find a spell, and you'll see them flip past it several times. Right. Because it's, <laughs> and they'll it's finally been written find it. like four times. It's like my comedy uh-huh. notebook where I've written a premise every couple of pages because I've found a new angle. Yeah. And uh, except for, uh, it's the same spell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exact mm-hmm. same one. Or same information, or sometimes it'll switch orientations. Like, suddenly the page opposite the demon they're talking about has a vanquishing spell for no goddamn reason. <laughs> like, it wasn't there before. That was definitely blank. That was definitely... And they never, they never like, decide to have that be a thing. Because, you know, you could explain that. You could write that right into the, into the show. Absolutely. It would be so much easier for why it makes no fucking sense. The book is magical. The book is magical. It's got all kinds of kinds of things happening uh-huh. that could happen to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When Melinda Warren comes back from the past in season one, because Rex and Hannah uh, resurrected the guy who got her caught and killed. Uh, Matthew is his name. Um, what happened? Wait. Okay. So Melinda Warren, who is their, like, the origin point of their powers. She had all three of their powers. Oh, she was the first uh-huh. witch. Yeah, she had the telekinesis, she had the freezing time, she had the premonition. Okay. Um, and for some reason that's now split out into her ancestors. But it's also, I guess, like more powerful as it goes on. Okay. And the, the girls, Prue, Piper, and Phoebe, are the charmed ones because they are the prophesied three sisters. Because there's never ever been three at once. <laughs> there's, people aren't having three kids back in the 1900s. Back anyway. in the 1970s, we guess. Yeah. I guess that's when people were having more than one child. Mm-hmm. But anyway. yeah, the uh, evil owners of Bucklands, in trying to destroy the Charmed Ones, summon Matthew, who is a warlock, who will absorb the powers once he's hit with them once. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they don't work again. Right. Essentially, uh, Piper tries to freeze him. Mm-hmm. He freezes he, a little bit and then comes right out of it. Comes out of it and has her power. And has her power. Right. So uh, Phoebe's power is... Premonition. Premonition. Mostly involuntary. And how does, she, how does she have that at him? He grabs her. Oh, he grabs because her. Because it's touch activated oh, that's for the most right. part. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes she'll walk into a room and there's like so much energy in there that it'll right do the and thing. then uh and then um prues what's her power she can move things with telekinesis and then later astral projection yep and so matthew is the warlock who can absorb these yes and rex and hannah hannah bring him back yeah they uh 
summon him somehow. And then in order for the girls to defeat him, they summon Melinda Warren. Ah, who's their original, the yes, originator of all ancestors. the powers. Because she's got all three powers. Yes. And she knew Matthew back in the day, right? Oh, they were lovers. That was right. That mm-hmm. was right. Okay. I vaguely remember. Mm-hmm. And you got it. How did she? Uh, how did she vanquish him again? She sucked him into a locket. Oh yeah. And the deal is that Rex and Hannah found the locket, but they had to have Prue open it or something. Mm-hmm. Like they couldn't open themselves. Only one of the, the Warren ones. line. Could okay. Open yeah, it. yeah. Um, and so it involves stuff like a spotted owl feather, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which spoiler alert are not available on the eastern seaboard at any point. Right, 98, early days of the internet. Early, early no days. Am- no, di- no, no Amazon Prime, you guys. Uh-huh. It's going to be hard to get a spotted owl instantaneously. But Absolutely. But here's what I say. Grams has a, like a fly fishing room, and she's got a spotted owl feather. Oh, if only that were true. If only things were that easy. <laughs> Instead, in later seasons, they just go to Chinatown. Oh, is that where they go? <laughs> a lot. I, a lot. At least two episodes worth, which is why I remember it. My ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. Hey, you guys. It's an eHarmony ad. Stop waiting and start your journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship. It can be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready to fall in love with someone and have a meaningful relationship, there's one app that's built to bring you real love, eHarmony. Come see how eHarmony can change your life. Go to eHarmony.com and get started. Enter my code, JK, at checkout. JK stands for Jackie Cation, oddly enough. Right now, my listeners can get a free month with eHarmony when they sign up for a three-month subscription. Enter my code, JK, at checkout. I met my husband on an internet dating site. You guys know it. I am a a huge advocate of the drop-down menu option. Fill out a big, long questionnaire saying what you want in a relationship, and then you put it out into the world, and then you get to meet people. And eHarmony is a great way to do that. So go to eHarmony.com, get started. Enter my code JK at checkout. Let's get back into the show. Well, good for them for the, but because you know you should use if you are have a show in Japan in Japan if you have a show in San, San Francisco, Francisco, please send your people to include non-whitey magoos by going to Chinatown, <laughs> and uh, and so they did and it mm-hmm. worked. Well, good for them. Um, what? Okay, so your favorite bad guy is Barbus. Mm-hmm. And who's your favorite good guy? Daryl. It's you like Daryl better I than Leo. I love Daryl. Why do you like Daryl better than Leo? He's just got so much more personality. Like Leo's a goody two shoes, and sure he's sweet, and yes he's got a cute butt, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's not everything you need in a person. No. Daryl is dependable. He is the straight man to the girls, and I love it. He really is. And he, he really is. And he's uh and he believes you know what else he is? Good cop. He really is. I think it was the first episode or two. Was he the partner of Prue's... Andy Trudeau. Andy Trudeau. Yes. Whatever happened? Did Andy get killed? Yep. That'll happen. End of season one. End of season... That was the finale. That was the finale. Against one of those that guys. Um, What's a that guy? Like, the actor is a that guy. Oh, okay. I can't remember his name at the moment. Mm-hmm. But he's mm-hmm. a that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike James Hong, who is also a that guy, who was in Chinatown. 
but, but I make you an remember effort, him. I remember. I make an effort to remember him because he's in everything. Now, have you gotten to the episode where Jason Stewart plays the demon? Jason Stewart. Jason. Jason Stewart, Stewart is a stand-up comic. Okay. Who I've been trying to get on the pod for good six years. Uh huh. Hasn't worked out. Uh, he is act. He's a comic, and um, he does a lot of gay cruises and stuff. So he's okay. always on the road. Or now I'm on the road more than him, but so we haven't been able to do it. But he played a demon in a suit. Demon in a suit. Okay, can you describe the episode to me? Uh, Jason Stewart plays uh, a smarmy. Uh, that's most of the demons, though. Oh, oh, hang on. The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Was that it? Maybe. Yes, because uh, it had. Um, shit, I'm forgetting his name, but he was in two episodes of Charmed and two episodes of Buffy. He was the guy who played the big blue demon with the horns that they had to piece back together. Maybe. And he was like the... He was getting a lot of work in the early 2000s, yeah. late 90s. Um, Brian something. Um, but no, that was one episode he was in. And there were the four, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. For some reason, instead of having famine, they had strife. Right. Which was weird. And I'm pretty sure the green tie was that one. Him. Probably. Um, maybe? If we had the internet. See, here's the thing about the yeah. Joko Cruise. Uh, it's a 2,000 nerds, and we've broken the internet. And then this time, they decided to charge us by the minute. Mm -hmm. So we're out in the middle of the ocean, you guys. And uh, I think we're still in the Sea of Cortez. But uh, it can't... There's no internet, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so we can't look up Jason Stewart. If I think of it, I will put a link to Jason Stewart's IMDb page, and then we will all know. Um, but the he was demons great. Demons in the in suits only makes me think of that episode. Fair enough. So hopefully I'm right. If not, I'm at least in the ballpark. Right. And you can look forward to it on a later season. Mm -hmm. So Rose McGowan comes in. Rose McGowan comes in. And, and her, she has replaced Prue in the power lineup. Because she has telekinesis, it just orbs over to her instead of actually, like, you see it moving. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's more of a, a, a... She calls for it and it appears, or she, like, throws it. It's, it's like uh, the, the thing on Star Trek. Teleportation, Trek. yes. Yeah, it's the, it's, yeah. The, it's a transporter. It's a transporter. Yeah. She has transporter powers. Exactly. That's awesome. It even kind of looks like it, because of the orbs. Because of the, 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 the particles. Mm. The particles orbs, go yeah. away and then particles show up. Mm -hmm. So orbing. Yes. And super fun. And yes. then she too can orb. Yes, she can orb. She can teleport herself. Where does she go? Does everywhere. she go anywhere? Everywhere. Uh, does she, is she ever, anywhere she wants to go? She becomes their uh, magical messenger service when oh. Leo's not doing it. Right, right. Because, yeah, Leo's got to dash mm. off and go look at things, right? Yeah. For the most part, Paige doesn't get the job of a white lighter. She yeah. just gets some of the powers. I don't think she can heal either. Wait, I think she can. Maybe. I think. Uh, I think she probably she might, figures out. But how she to. needs an assist. Yeah, that's initially. It. That's it. And then, and then it all comes together for her. It's mm. like a learned skill eventually. Yes. Uh, I like this show so much. What are the? Are there flaws? Um, they apparently had no one working on continuity ever, ever, ever. Or at least if they did, they were not doing a very good job. Or they weren't good at it. No, uh, um, the aforementioned Halloween episode, when the girls go through this portal that got summoned by um, Balthazar, who we haven't technically met yet in the episode. Balthazar! Uh-huh. 
which is how I say it, but apparently it's Balthazar as written, and no one ever says it like that. Nobody ever says that. No one ever says it like that. Played because by Julian McMahon, who went on well, well, to do he plays so much. Cole. The Balthazar person is played by a different guy. Right, um, Cole. Mike something. Mike something. Yeah. Oh my God. Who also Cole. plays one of the demons that comes to find the girls in that particular episode. He's one of the Grimlocks. And who's Cole in, in love with? Phoebe. He's in love with Phoebe. He's in love with Phoebe. Oh my God, I remember that now. Uh-huh. And I loved him in that. While role. Phoebe's being all college girl. Right. Like serious college. I'm going for psychology so right. I can do social work. Right. Or whatever. She's going to change the world, uh-huh. but not with a clearly. Change the world, change your hair. Right, all of it happens. Yes. She's blonde that one year. But so cool. More than one year, actually. She's blonde into season four, and then it changes at some point, and then she gets married, and she's got the super short bangs. And they have the Antichrist, if I remember correctly, don't they? They don't have the Antichrist. They almost have the Antichrist. Okay. Um, and then they transfer it over to a black lady, and she gets obliterated by it, because she apparently can't handle it, because no one could handle it, because it's the source's baby. It's the source's baby. Yes. And then Cole becomes the source, doesn't he? Cole had he? been the source at this point, yeah. And then right. he, like, reveals it and turns Phoebe to evil. Right. And... Well, then they're going to be the queens, queen of the, of the and underworld. And then Phoebe starts wearing eyeliner a lot. Yeah. And drinking <laughs> this weird-ass tonic that makes her more evil. Right. And trying oh, to right, kill because, sisters. Wait, wait, because there's, there's the... Uh, essentially, as per usual... Late 90s, you guys. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a different time. Not always a better time. Nope. Nope. Because uh, we're talking, and it happens to this day, episodes of Bones and Castle and whatever, tell NCIS. They dash off to New Orleans for some reason, and then there's a voodoo plot. I remember and that. There's always a voodoo plot. So, But the black lady you're talking about was like the hand servant, the, one of the servants of the source. Oh, I recently saw her in an episode of Daredevil, I believe. Right. Yes. Right? Yes. Maybe. Second I, season? Here's what I want her to play, quite honestly. And I don't Marvel think thing. it's I think it's a different actress. I have that facism, which isn't racism, but uh, It's also not fascism. It's also not fascism, uh and it might be self-absorption. Uh-huh. Uh but whatever it is, uh I want her to play uh but she doesn't. Because who's the here's a there's an older black lady actress uh, who plays Deadpool's landlady. Oh yeah, and I forget that lady's name. <laughs> I don't think I ever knew it. She's been in everything though for like thirty years. Oh, I bet. Just she, you know who she reminds me of? Hmm. Um, Nichelle Nichols. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Which and so the woman who played uh, the second to the source in Charm, the Seer. The seer, that's it. Uh huh. Eyes would go all pearly white. Thwap. She'd see shit. Exactly. And then, not telling. She had a beautiful cadence of voice too. Her voice was amazing. It was gorgeous. Yeah, good times were being had. Uh-huh. Uh, and but she would. She gave that drink to Phoebe. She's like, yeah. you got to drink it. It's good for the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it turns out it was full of evil. That drink. It was so full of evil. It was made of evil. <laughs> it made her so evil. I went to a bar a couple of months ago. Maybe a month ago. And it was a Star Wars-themed bar in Hollywood, California. Was it one of those pop-ups? Yep. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh, it's, it's at the Chinese Man Theater. And um, I don't know why this took 700 years for a bar to do this, uh, but essentially I got like a fruity fruit drink with dry ice in it. 
Good times. Ooh, I had one of those in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. That should always happen. Uh-huh. I would like a sparkly, otherworldly looking drink that is also chilly. Yeah. Uh, that has been kept chilled by a piece of dry ice. And, um, but if I remember correctly, the seer was constantly boil and bubble, toil and trouble kind of thing. Yep. And that is the other thing Piper did is when, because she was the cook, she would always cook the potions. Hmm. Remember when she was doing making potions? Oh, yeah, yeah. She did that a lot. And then she started teaching Paige how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I remember the episode where she was, like, quizzing her on all of the herbs when they were walking around some garden or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she knew things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very smart. Very smart. I want you to know that we're pushing an hour here. Okay. What would you like to really say, Kendra Ziswick, about Charmed? Would you encourage people to watch it? I if they've really never would. seen it. I really would. Do you think it holds up starting new? Emotionally, I would say yes. Mm -hmm. The outfits don't hold up very well the further back you go. Well, maybe maybe we've Mm. we've we've come over a hump and they're popular again. Some of the storylines don't hold up that well. Okay, but it's so emotionally resonant, and I love the idea of trying to navigate the intersection of your duty to like your family and uh, trying to change your destiny based on what your family's been doing. Right. Uh, so it's like, okay, here's the path we've gone. We should forge a new one. And then you realize, Oh shit, that's all anyone ever did before us. So, right. <laughs> but also like supporting each other. Right. Cause you know, when you grow up in a family, it doesn't really have that. You're like, yes, give me more. Right. And the chemistry between those three actresses mm-hmm. was exceptional. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and then, and then Daryl and, and Leo and, well, and, and, and then and adding even, Rose, adding Rose, taking out Shannon. That was pretty cool. It was and a it very worked. different dynamic. It was a different dynamic, but it actually did pa- work. Paige gets to be the wild child. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and Piper becomes the bossy, uh, Piper co- becomes boss mom. Yeah, she's boss mom and sort of the hero of the family. Boss sister mom. Yep. Where's that cartoon, you guys? Boss sister mom. Never make it. Never. We never even spoke it. Strike it from the record. What? Rangers. What are we talking? Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you guys, if you want to follow uh, uh, Ginger Blivet, which is Kendra Zeswick. Mm-hmm. A Blivet is also is known as the devil's tuning fork. Oh, is that why your picture on this Cruise Monkey app is a tuning fork? Uh, yeah, that's the, well, no, it's, it's that, that specific tuning fork, the one that has two at one end and three at the other. Yeah. That's the devil's tuning fork. Why is it the devil's tuning fork? That's just what it's called. It's an optical illusion. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. That's literally the Wikipedia image photo. Right. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, that's colorful. I'll use that. (laughs) Right. You deal with, with, with instruments Mm -hmm. in life. Although I think I chose that before I was doing that. So, hey. Weird. Self-destination? Exactly. See how it works? Charm? Self-fulfilling prophecy. There we go. Family. And now it's all happening. So you guys, at Ginger Blivet, uh, Charmed Chats podcast with your friend Kat. Mm-hmm. You guys talking about yep. uh, episode after glorious episode of Charmed. Yes. And what we've done here is we've meandered around the television show Charmed. Yes. Which means you can start and... You know that things change, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. Celebrate these lives. Absolutely. As they have begun and go, go forward. It's actually, I genuinely love that first three seasons. Yeah, I think probably season four or five is my fave. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that Rose? Uh, yeah. Okay. I do love season three. 
because uh, they get into some like really cute tropey episodes. Yeah, like the the Seven Deadly Sins one. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh huh. What's another one? Um. Well, of course, the one where they go back in time because the that's are right. The gorgeous. Halloween. Uh huh. Yep. Those are that's a great one. Mm-hmm. And then there's always some handsome guy on a horse. Yes, mm, with a bad wig. Bad wig. A lot of bad wigs. Yeah, that'll happen. Uh, guys. You, we, I'm on the Joko Cruise. I'm recording episodes of The Dork Forest. This has been one of them. I'm with Kendra Ziswick. You know the rules out there. Thank you, by the way, for being on the program. You're welcome. All right. And uh, Rangers, you know the rules, which is take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?